previously on Live at 605. No! <clears throat> get over here, girl, <laughs> so I can help you cross the street and get home. No, that's so gross. It's better than, <gasps> No! Put a pencil in my asshole! No. John Mallon. And Val Gomez. From a chilly, uh, snowy. snowy Toronto. This is season 11. Ooh. The premiere episode of season 11 of Live at 6.05. I am your podcaster, Val. And it's your boy, John, over here. It's a big, big day. I am very excited. Whoa, why are we so excited? Because for the first time in about <laughs> 16 episodes, we finally got two microphones working. 16 episodes. Fucking I told liar. Your ass, I told your ass by season 11, we'd have our own separate <laughs> mic. Try like a year. I'll get into it. Uh, let me just... It, it was so frustrating, these microphones. Yeah. They're awesome when they're working, but uh, audio land, people who uh, do audios... Whoever, audios. <laughs> audio makes no sense to me because when I did these mics, mm-hmm. you were away on a trip, which we'll get to later on. I dedicated damn near three hours of a Saturday. Three while, whole hours? Th- well, I took a break to eat some Cheetos or something, maybe. <laughs> you don't eat Cheetos. I know. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> you push it a little bit closer. I couldn't see you. <laughs> <laughs> so now you're saying you want us to have one mic. No. I spent three hours trying yeah. to fix this damn microphone. I did all everything you could possibly do. Didn't work. Yeah. I got frustrated the next day, plugged them in, and it worked the first time. Well, you damn well got lucky. Lucky? <laughs> Ain't nothing lucky about this shiznit. So I guess we should say that it's a great new season because the mics are working. John is correct. We are no longer sit cheek to cheek. We are now mm. typically three feet apart from each other in the 605 studio. Yeah. We are now facing each other properly. Mm-hmm. Right? But um, I do feel like the three-week hiatus that we had, um, we definitely banked a lot of awesome stories. There were some trips, some concerts, a lot of movies, shows, movies. parties, etc. Kanye West is acting a damn fool. Acting a damn fool. Yeah, exactly. So So I think there's definitely a lot to catch up on um, and a lot of like fun we're going to have that's going to happen this season. Yeah, but um, for all those new listeners, listeners, I want to give a shout out to uh, Kansas City. Kansas has been been going ham for live at 605. They've been doing it for a while, but everyone who listens to us in Kansas, y'all been going ham, so we appreciate that. It's been, they're almost what Winnipeg was to us when we first started. Wow. When Winnipeg went ham for us. Yeah, and China went ham. China definitely, they went ham like more than anyone in the world, but out of the States, Kansas is one of my new favorite places, so. uh, That's crazy. So if you're in Kansas and you want to get in contact with our asses, how do do they do that with you? Yeah, definitely come follow me me on uh instagram and twitter it's val gomez 23 and you can follow me on twitter and instagram i'm at Malencamp. yeah and get a little of these numbers for twitter go i didn't quite hit 605 followers <laughs> but yeah i follow 578 people okay and 587 people follow me well you're climbing dude and nine more people follow me than i follow badass so I'm, I'm getting close to that 605 that's my goal before the season ends so i will say that even for me i have for my season 10 goal 
of ending with at least 230 actual oh, yeah. followers on Instagram. 232 season Ooh. 11. I lost four today. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably just sex bots who yeah, got uh, discovered. <laughs> maybe. So that's very, very exciting. 230. Do you want to get to 605 followers on Instagram? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know 605 real people, though. Nah, that's where you can just buy your sex bots. Never. Um, so the other thing to do, though, to keep us back and keep Kansas going ham for us and other great cities yeah. and nations and states around the world is drop us a comment and subscribe to our page on iTunes because every comment you leave for us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy. Exactly. And I highly recommend you guys go to facebook.com slash live 605. Because mm-hmm. I must say, even though when we were on break, I was posting some quality shit on there. <laughs> like, we'll get into this. We'll maybe yeah. get into this either this week or next week. But with all the Kanye West stuff going on, oh my god! I must say, I think I did a good job of um, tying the podcast and Kanye West in. Totally. So if you go to either Facebook.com slash Live very timely, or my Malencamp Instagram or your Val Gomez twenty three, you can see how uh, Live Six Hundred Five made it onto the Life of Pablo, Ooh. aka Kanye's new album, and you can see. Everyone started copying me. They started copying Kanye's yeah. new cover art. You were definitely the trendsetter. I did it first. You heard it here, guys. John did it first. I do all these <laughs> things first. So, uh, yeah, those are the ways to get in contact with our asses. Yeah. Uh, and before we get into sponsorships, uh, yeah. how's life going? Life is good. Life. <laughs> I, I don't know. know. I don't know, John. How, how is life going? Uh, life is good. It's definitely pretty crazy that we are not sick. Because I found that everybody around us has been sick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, life is good. It's just been busy. Um, a little chilly. I have now switched gears, no longer wearing shorts at home. I'm in uh, jeans, at-home jeans, yeah. as soon as I get home. But, yeah, I'm excited for what March will bring. Mm, March Madness. I didn't know what that was. You don't know what March Madness is? I didn't know what it was at my old gig, and I thought it was, like, a shopping thing. <laughs> so I didn't realize there was bas- is it basketball. It's basketball. Yeah, college college bas- basketball. I don't know about college. I barely know about real basketball. <laughs> DeMarc DeRozan. Exactly. Your guy. You've been here. You were just saying we aren't sick. Have you been hearing about this crazy, like, mosquito virus? Yeah, the Zika virus. The Zika virus. That's why we didn't want to go to Bahamas this month. Why? Were they in Zika? Well, I mean, what okay. are those... <laughs> That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, Zika, well, you're more... Um, isn't it for pregnant ladies? Yeah, you're more susceptible to the Zika virus if you are pregnant. So it's like women who have had it, their children end up having like smaller uh, heads. So like you could get the virus today and then two years from now if you have a kid? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And so it's more... Dr. Gomez. Uh, Dr. Gomez told you first, guys. But... A lot of the cases have been in Caribbean areas because of the climate right. and the humidity level because there's a higher concentrate of mosquitoes. Gotcha. So we're never leaving Canada. No. Um, <laughs> we just have machetes to worry about. <laughs> this is true. This is true. And gunfire and all yeah. this kind of stuff. But uh, since we've been off for a few weeks, mm-hmm. do you have any sponsorships you want to get rolling <laughs> with? I'm going to tell my airport story. All right. So why don't we get into the very first uh, Season 11 sponsorship. (laughs) Sponsorship of the week. So, okay. We'll obviously do chronologic and we'll tell you some stories 
But on my way back from Chicago. Oh, yeah. I was going to be like, did you tell me this story? But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, because I told you as soon as I walked in the door. Exactly. Um, So I ended up taking my mom, uh, John, myself, and my brother, Carl, got my mom a trip to go to Chicago with Porter. Right. And so I've traveled with Porter numerous times. And it's fun to see it identify to you how many times you've actually traveled with Porter. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I'll explain how that circumstance happened previously. So we were coming through. The trip was amazing. I'll go back and rehash what we did on the trip. But we were coming through security, and I was so tired the Sunday yeah. that we got back. It was also Super Bowl Sunday. Right. And so our flight was basically landing the time that we were supposed to leave to go to a party mm. at Mr. Botty Man's house. Bo- bo- and so I came back, and, you know, you have to fill out your security, um, what is it called, like a custom release card? Yeah, like your immigration your paper immig- or something like so that. So it's just to say, like, here's how much you spend abroad. And so right. me and my mom, like, smoke it through the line. We get up to the guy. You never know what the hell they're writing with their, like, red pe- pencil yeah, crayon, they'll write, right? like, the number, the number four little... Like, 4RL yeah. Stein or some shit like that. So, I'm like, okay, first of all... And then, my, like, a happy face. And like, a happy face. And like so, my mom and I go up to the same one, even though me and my mom don't live at the same address. We go up together, and the guy was like, so, uh, you have nothing to declare? Oh, declaration card. Declaration. That, that's what they're called. He's like, you have nothing to declare? And I was like, um, nope. Right? Now, I had been up since 5 a.m., even though our flight was at 1 Okay, I was exhausted, right? And so I said, nope. He wrote a bunch of squiggly things with his red pencil crayon. And then he's like, okay, you can go through. How do you not say? Was, was he a friendly guy? Was he just uh, trying? You know, some for the most part they're straight face, but sometimes you he get like a little friendly. You also got to think like Porter is not like a Pearson. It's mm. not like a JFK. Mm. Porter is very much like I call it like a Fisher Price Airport because it's so like quintessential. It's really great service. Sure Bob everything. Bob Deluche appreciates that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who that is? Who? Bob Deluche. No. Deluche. Oh, the the CEO. <laughs> yeah. No, but it is. It's like a smaller airport, right? It's convenient. And it feels like it's out of the 50s. Uh, you say that to one of the island people who say it's a nuisance. Ugh, so stupid. If you live on the Toronto Islands, fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. Because you didn't allow Porter to expand their runways for us to fly to Bahamas <gasps> from downtown Toronto, you assholes. So, either way, we go through, me and my mom, just like John and I, we don't have any um, luggage. We only brought our carry-ons, which is great. Yeah. And so, all of a sudden, you see the exit, and you can go right to go towards the exit, or left to go to this to other to area, hell. right? And so we give the cards to this woman, mm. and she's like, oh, can you go left instead? And both I'm like, just... to both of us. And so I was like, uh, okay. Did, did your mom declare anything on the page? No, because I filled out my Neither mom. Neither of you declared. Okay, so I filled out my mom's card, just right? Because it's just quicker, right? And so I put... <laughs> quicker? Clearly it was... Ended up... <laughs> Let me just say this. What? If this is my... If I'm the, uh, what? the immigration guy... Give me your guy, sage knowledge here i see two styling ass chicks walking <laughs> through the declaration declaring zero dollars i'm like y'all chicks just came from chicago styling profiling but your mom's wearing a cool hat you probably got some shades on already oh hell no these chicks ain't i ain't come, going to chicago for three so, days not spending no money whatever so mm. maybe you have an in that i'm not aware of 
Yeah, I don't think you told me that you, did, you put zero for your mom. Of course I did. I filled out my mom shit, man. You I deserve got, to be pulled over. Two minutes over. or less, I want to do everything. So we go to the left, and we go to this other unknown area, right? And there's this, like, crotchety old woman standing there and this other nice dude. So I give my mom the nice dude, right? you're a good daughter. I am a good daughter. This whole story just, like, screams I'm a great daughter. So then I go Except to, the like... the part where you lied on your form. Yeah, and then I got in trouble. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds like you got so, your just desserts. Shut up, you. And so, basically, I have John's leather carry-on bag, and we're sitting there, and I'm like, to the woman, she's like, oh, she's like, so you put on your card, you have nothing to declare? And I'm like, no. She's like, how long were you in Chicago? And I was like, uh, three days. And then she's like, so you didn't buy anything? And I'm like, no. Right? Now, here, did did you uh, rip off any tags from your no. clothes? No. Oh, so, okay. here's the thing. Okay. And, like, once I go through the story, you'll hear... That I just, I was so tired. And you know how I travel. I like to pack in a lot of adventures. Yeah, I so know. So I, I don't even remember doing this. We did um, Paris in four hours, I believe. <laughs> you loved it. So I was sick. You loved it. I, I quite enjoyed it. So anyway, so then we're going through and she's like, uh, do you have any sharp objects in your bag? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, like a razor maybe? And then I was like, but you can take the head off so it's separated. She's like, okay. She's like, do you have any electronics? And I'm like, oh, they're all in my current bag. And like in my purse. And she's like, okay, do you mind if I go into your bag? And I'm like, uh, okay, go yeah. to town. So at the top of the bag is obviously T-Man, which is already the most embarrassing thing Which is ever. why I don't like to travel with small stuffed animals right. as a 30-year-old man. Right. So I have T-Man at the top. She pulls it out. Then literally like going through all my clothes. She's like, oh, you didn't buy this? And I'm like, no, it's my clothing. Yeah. Right? And so um, all of a sudden she pulls out an anthropology receipt. And so she's Damn, like, busted. oh, so you didn't buy anything? And I'm like, oh, my. And I literally was like, oh, my God. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I genuinely didn't know. Like, I'm like, I genuinely forgot about it. I'm really sorry. And then she's just like, okay. And she's like literally going through everything else. I'm like, okay, well, you caught me, woman. Like, it's already $120 I forgot to declare. <laughs> and then I was like, my mom got it for me. And she's like, that doesn't make it better. Doesn't make it because better. Because my mom has already left the She area. left you. <laughs> yeah. She left me. Get That's the how hell great out of a there. great daughter I am. And so then she's like, um, you know, you can get penalized and get charged like $800 for this. Damn. And I was like, uh, the way this weekend's going, might as well just charge me. It's costing me enough. And so then she's like, um, she's like, you just said, because when I first got there, I was like, oh, I was treating my mom to a trip to Chicago because she's never been. And I had been a bunch of times. She literally pulls up my fucking Porter report card, mm. right? And she's like, um, you've traveled with Porter at least like 16 times. You should really <laughs> know better. And I was like, okay, woman, don't put me in the fucking corner and make me cry. Like, I was so angry. She was such like a skis. So what, what I'm hearing is... No, but then she was like, no, I'm not done yet, John. <laughs> oh, you're not? Okay, I didn't realize you were so done with John's So I think what is rude story. is that they, like, friggin', mm. like, give the, you, like, the parental, like, finger-waving of, like, disappointment, yeah. right? And she, like, literally unpacks all my shit in this, like, area. Mm. My mom is outside God knows where, right? And so she's like, okay, you can go. Consider this a warning, though. So okay. I'm, like, blacklisted on this fucking <laughs> flight, and all my shit's all thrown over the place. And you know me. Even though I don't keep my clothes really tidy in my drawer, I'm like, I like shit packed properly in my suitcase. That's my fucking sponsor. Sponsorship of the week. <laughs> 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 you just give me the most 
serious look. I didn't give like, you no. You just gave me the look of disappointment. So. What? I you better you. fucking be careful when I take you to Ottawa. You're taking me to Ottawa. <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't realize your parents and sisters and friends all lived in Ottawa. Yeah. I'm just gonna say this out of, out of love and respect. What? I think you. Uh, I think they treat. I think you. I. I think you were right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just like, hey, they. I genuinely forgot. I know, it, but you can see it from their way. Where, like I said, two styling chicks, Chicago. At least she didn't drop you with an eight hundred dollar fine. And <laughs> might uh, as well have. But, but <laughs> weekend trip cost me the same as like our Europe trip. Jesus. <laughs> so. Well. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit, mm-hmm. but I guess I got a sponsorship. Hit me with it. So this is my sponsorship of the week. Sponsorship of the week. <laughs> I was going to make the, the, the microphones, but fuck it. They're working for now. Th- this one happened, I think, like two days after the season ended. It just pissed me off. Okay. I'm all riled up again, as you can tell. <laughs> so I go to... You guys know my lunch schedule. Monday, Subway. Tuesday, Salad. Wednesday, Subway. Thursday, Salad. Friday, Subway. Okay. So it's a when. It's a Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Or a Tuesday. I see. It's so weird. And it's a salad day. So okay. I'm already a little bit angry because you know me. I want that. Why job. do you eat salads if you're angry about them? I can't eat subs five days a week. You used to. I know. <laughs> Until Dr. Gomez told me I probably shouldn't. And it's also it's just good. Like today, I had a salad, apple, Grapes and a donut. Um, remember that time you told me about your giant Sobeys donut you had? Yeah, it was huge. And you said you ate it first. Yeah. You were <laughs> so I wanted so to hungry. reward myself before I ate the salad. <laughs> Keep going. So, anyways, I went to just push that a little closer. Ugh. Just a wee bit. There, I talk so loud. I know you do. Um, so <laughs> I went to Sobeys to get my salad. And there was this guy paint. I don't know what it is, but apparently there's some promotion where you can buy like steak knives or, or butcher knives from we Sobeys. Have such good knives. I know, but I didn't buy them from Sobeys. Oh, okay. Anyways, this guy is only buying one giant knife. <laughs> okay. And I'm waiting there. I'm like, dude, I got a salad and a donut. Like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> and he's paying, but he's just kind of talking to the cashier. No, sorry. He had more than just knives because he had bags, Sobeys bags on the conveyor belt where my shit was supposed to go. Okay. And he, he had already paid, but he wasn't moving. And then the lady's like, okay, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, pretty good. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this guy's got like a little booklet. And he's starting to put stickers in a booklet. And I'm telling what? you like. Like food stamps? Not not food stamps. I think there was a promotion okay. where if you got like 20 food stamps or 20 stamps, yeah. you got a knife for free or something. But this guy literally, no lie, was putting 30 individual stamps into this book. That sounds like the worst. And he didn't move the shit out of the way. He didn't move his bags. He didn't move his body. So I'm here. And, like, he was right, right where the debit machine was. Yeah. His bag is all... I'm dropping pens. His I'm all riled up. Anyways, <laughs> the guy spent about two minutes putting stickers in this book. Didn't give me any room to pay. What a jackass. It all pissed me off because I had to go eat a salad for the rest of the day. <laughs> but you ate your donut first, so it's still a win. That's true. Why are they giving away knives? I that seems dangerous. Well, it was the second time in about two weeks I saw people buying, like, big butcher knives from there. Ugh. Um, but this is also, uh, just because it's a short story, I was going to make it the sponsor, but this happened today when I came to meet you at your work. Okay. It just, like, blew my mind. It was just really weird. Okay. When I was picking you up from work today, so it's um, it's still winter time, lots of snow on the ground, pretty cold. Mm-hmm. This older gentleman, as I turned onto your street to walk to your building. Mm-hmm was walking in front of me, 
And let me explain. Let me describe him from his hips up. Okay. Hips up. He has um, salt and pepper hair. Probably mm-hmm. mid to late fifties, mm-hmm. if not early. 60s. In my head, when you told me the story initially, I thought he looked like Roger Sterling from Ooh. Mad Men. He's a mix of Roger Sterling and Greg Popovich. Who's <laughs> you know, Greg Popovich? He's the uh, the coach for the Golden State Warriors. Whoa, that's our lose going. Yeah, so he's this old man, fairly well, well dressed from the hips up. But then when I looked at his ass, yeah. the guy was wearing Kanye West style skinny leather jeans. <laughs> and they were so baggy, like they were down below yeah, his, that's his the, ass. Yeah, that's his like style. It's like skinny calves. Badass. But it just didn't go. It, he was like this old man <laughs> with these very weird young jeans. It just wigged me out. Maybe he was trying to be like how like there's Toronto's fashion Santa. Maybe he was trying to be like Toronto 60s Kanye. Yeah. I don't like know. appear to like like a septuagenarian demo. Yeah. Is it just me or are you over Fashion Santa? I don't think I ever liked him to begin He's with. He's so hot. Even when we watched that episode of Man Seeking Woman, I thought it was Fashion Santa. I like that Santa better than yeah. Fashion Santa. <laughs> right. But uh, anyways, those are my sponsorships of the week. Sponsorship of the week. So it's good to be back in the saddle, have our own uh, microphones again. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, when did we go on hiatus? Was it February? It was the first week of February. Okay. So I'm trying to look at my notes here. I got your weekend away, Super Bowl party, hockey talk, Kanye Mm -hmm. West. I'm happy to announce... We have lots of movies, mm-hmm. um, some, NBA All-Star Game. Some TV. Some TV. Uh, if we have time, if not, we can play Hit the Post, but I have a new I game. I have a new game. You have a new game. Yeah, it's in line with Kanye. Oh, yeah, and I have a game that's kind of in line with that game. Okay. So do you want to play a game first? Mm, let's tell one story. Let's recap. <sighs> so this is the third time recording this part, because <laughs> the first time I accidentally, we told a story that we told the last podcast. Yeah. And then I was trying to say, let's start, before we play a game, let's talk a little hockey. Mm-hmm. Because we have a big fan base in Ottawa, big fan base in Toronto. And the Toronto Maple Leafs and Ottawa Senators have a very storied rivalry. What is a story? What is a storied rivalry? I've never heard that word, storied. Like, it's a storybook, it's a storybook season. Basically, they could write a story about the rivalry between the Toronto Maple Leafs and Ottawa Senators. Okay. So the unthinkable happened a couple weeks ago. They made a giant blockbuster trade between the two teams. Yes. Sending former captain Dion Phaneuf. A.K.A. Forehead. To your Ottawa Senators for Milan Mikalik, Colin Greening, and Jared Donkey Boy Callen. (laughs) So we'll just tell the story quickly because I know there's definitely a lot of hockey fans. Not... And then yeah. not, not, I was well lot. surprised when yeah. you texted me. So like I couldn't believe it. Was this on the level of of trades like when David Price went to Toronto? No, no, it's not, not David Price because Dion Phaneuf is definitely not the caliber of David Price. Right. But it, I still think it is like a holy shit! Like you traded your captain. Like mm. that's kind of insane to me. And I liked how everyone was texting me that day, and everyone was talking to us, being like, "Oh, Sen suck. They took on this huge yeah. contract for a shitty player." I'm like. I think this is the thing that pisses me off about that. It's like Leaf haters are the worst or like Leaf fans are the worst just because they're so quick to like... To like jump off their own bandwagon. Exactly. And so I think what pisses me off is that they have zero intel on like the Senators, but they'll be like... Dion Phaneuf totally fucked up that first game for you guys. It's like, no, he didn't. Yeah, so right? you, mean, you mean a game for a guy who just got traded 24 hours ago 
who's not familiar with the coaches or the yeah. players. Like, he didn't even fuck up. He just... He, just he didn't do much. He didn't do anything. Right? And it's also like, you don't know how the Suns play. We haven't really been doing anything. Yeah. So it's just like, he's not going to come out like two guns blazing yeah. and score like 52 goals and like make all the blocks and stuff. So... Yeah. It, it just made me laugh because I'm like, when we got him, I was happy. I was excited. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe the Suns, this is the push they need to get back in the playoff hunt. Then they went and lost the next three games in a row. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't give a shit about the Senators anymore. Yeah. However, saying that, I am excited. You mentioned earlier, we're going to Ottawa uh, first weekend in March, I believe. Mm-hmm. So we will be seeing Dion Phaneuf and the Ottawa Senators versus yeah. Jason Spezza and the Dallas Stars. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I'm still thinking, like, it wasn't until the end of February where we started going on that giant win streak, right. the Ottawa Senators. So, I mean, like, we still have time, mm-hmm. right? And we weren't at such a deficit as we are. Like, we were at a, a higher deficit than we are right now. Exactly. So, there is still opportunity. We can come back. And just because we're on the sports note, we can go over this. Uh, even though this happened, this is out of chronological order, but it's not a huge story. Mm-hmm. This past weekend in Toronto was the NBA All-Star Game. Wow. The first time in NBA history that the All-Star game went north of the border. I didn't know that. There's there's no other Canadian basketball uh, team? The only two teams ever uh, in like the modern age was Toronto Raptors and Vancouver Grizzlies. Vancouver lost their team, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 years oh, ago. Wow. Okay. Became the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Your boy Justin Timberlake, he's from Memphis. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time ever the All-Star game's been in Canada. So I'll talk about what I thought about it, but I'm interested and curious to hear... So someone like you who doesn't follow basketball at yeah. all, did you get caught up in the excitement? Did you like the NBA dunk contest? What, um, what do you think, stankin'? What am I stankin'? Um, exactly like the Blue Jays kind of thing when we won, like, we were on that giant win streak in the summer. Yeah. I think it's great for the city of Toronto to have this caliber of exposure yeah, and have um, a lot of celebrity ambassadors have, like, a great team because it's, like, the Leafs aren't doing well, bath- or baseball hasn't started yet. It kind of is like every season is covered right now, exactly. which is great. Um, I think having somebody young like Drake endorse the Raptors, yeah. right, who has such an affinity in the musical industry, or the music industry rather, is really great. Um, I don't really follow basketball, so yeah. I kind of just like bandwagon watch you follow it. But then I always like, like, we watched last year the slam dunk contest, and I just think it's cool. Yeah, like, of it course blows it's my cool. mind that you can, like, full freehandingly jump over seven foot human yeah. and still somehow, like, slam dunk the thing or, like, do some, like, tricked out, like, moves to try and get, like, a, a basket or whatever. Right. Um, so I thought that that was really cool. It's also really just, like, I just think, I think it's a really cool energy for the city. Like, I think that would be my thing. Yeah, it's just cool to see a sport other than hockey, which is why I, I, everyone got so excited when the Blue Jays made the playoffs, mm-hmm. because it's like, Toronto's so starved for anything. Yeah. And this is, of course, we're Ottawa Senators fans, but outside of the Senators, I'm pro-Toronto every other sport. Yeah. Baseball, basketball, fuck the Argos. I guess it's just baseball and basketball. I was about to say, no, you're not. You hate every other. You hate Toronto I like FC. the Toronto Rock. Oh, yeah, fuck the FC. <laughs> you hate the Argos. All right, I like the real sports. <laughs> right. Out of the big three. Say but, that to a soccer player. A footy fan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it was cool to see like that attention. The only thing that bugged me was like all the big U.S. broadcasters and basketball players, all they said was like, Toronto's great, but it's so cold. It's like, no shit, it's no cold. No shit, in, it's cold, but cold it's also in cold York. in New York. Yeah. That was the thing that made me laugh. It's like, 
okay, get over it. The one thing, and it was like we were at my parents' place when um, the game, what was it, the All-Star game just started? Uh, the All-Star game was just started. Right? Yeah. And so, like, my dad was, like, freaking out. Like, he's like, Toronto audiences are so, like, conservative. Like, they're not cheering as loud as, like, um, an American audience would. And so I do think there's some truth to that. Like, I do think Toronto audiences aren't as chaotic Right. To be honest, as, like, American concerts we've gone to yeah. um, and shows and, like, games and whatnot. But, you know, it is what it is. Maybe we're just, like, building it up, right? Yeah. No, that's true. So. Um, yeah, it was fun. Did, did you want to tell the story when we were watching the intros with your dad? You tell it. It was just funny because uh, uh, they're doing the intros for the NBA All-Star Game and then Drake comes out. Yeah. And it's just funny, your dad's just like, I don't know why they're bringing Drake out. What does he do for the city of Toronto? What is he doing for basketball? And it's just like, oh, well, he's not really your demographic. Yeah. But he actually does quite a bit for Toronto and the Raptors. It's just, like, so ridiculous. Like, he has zero intel for your, like, 70-year-old self. But yeah. then when Moe's makes me laugh because I watch breakfast television in the morning, and, like, as much as I love all the characters on it, I always find, because there is such, like, an age bracket between everybody, yeah. it always makes me laugh when things like Winston, the digital correspondent, says to, like, Kevin Frankish, who's been, like, a dynasty on breakfast television. Yeah, And he kind of said the same thing as my dad did. And Darren Jones, who was, like, a guest correspondent on it, was like, um, well, I think it's just a different generational thing. Yeah, I think it's got to do with the generational (laughs) thing. So, for all those of you, Drake is a T.O. ambassador, and I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Well, that's include that uh, concludes all the sports talk Mm -hmm. for this week, I think. Um, do you want to play a game real quick? Yeah. And then we can talk about your Chicago weekend. Do you want me? Which game do you want to play? I'm going to leave that up to you. Uh, let's do my game. Okay, we're going to do your game. Okay. So, in light of John Can Help preface this, um, Kanye West has been in the news a lot. Who's Kanye West again? I haven't heard. I think he's this, like, country singer. I don't know. Um, what's So, Kanye's been in the news a ton. And so, this past weekend... Um, or a couple weekends ago was the Grammys, and there was, like, controversy around that. He had a big falling out, I think, while we were on hiatus with Wiz Khalifa on yeah. Twitter and Amber Rose. And then he had another falling out with Taylor Swift, and it was, like, all these different things. He admitted to being in debt because, I, like, $53 million yeah. in debt, more than likely it was from his fashion line. And so he's just kind of becoming this almost, like, I want to say, like, a Bobby Brown, just, like, kind of like tumbling out of control yeah. kind of thing. And then it's also that he just released his new album. So it's always like... The Life of Pablo. Although I am pissed off. He released it, but he put it on title. Yeah. And he vowed to never sell it on Apple, like iTunes. Yeah. It's like, come on, dude. You're just asking to get pirated. I know. It's so silly. It's, it's such like a marginal niche thing. In this but, day and age, if you want people to pay for it, you got to put it everywhere. Put it on yeah. title. Put it on Spotify. Put it on totally. Apple Music. Like... Anyways, I, I want to go do a more, maybe next week, like a big we'll, in-depth review. Yeah, we'll do an in-depth review yeah, of we'll that. Yeah, we'll talk about his album. Um, but what I, want, what I love is that I wanted to do, because equal to the silliness that is Kanye West, Donald Trump, obviously. Who's Donald Trump? Um, he's one of the head 
farmers out of Argentina. Oh, so you probably listen to Kanye West country music. Completely. So, okay. So, Donald Trump, also in the news a lot, for those of you guys who don't live in North America or care about... um, U- U.S. politics I anywhere else in the world. Big enough people throughout the world. Totally. So he's running for re- Republican candidacy for office for president, and he's actually in the lead still, which blows my fucking mind. Mm. Against like other candidates like a Ted Cruz, um, Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush, and so yeah, the one Bush. thing, that, yeah, Bush. Um, the one thing that makes me laugh is that the silliness and ridiculous candor of Donald Trump is so similar to that of Kanye West, Mm -hmm. you almost can't differentiate them. So the game I want to play is who said it, Donald Trump or Kanye West? Yo, I want to know who said it, Donald Trump or Kanye West? No matter what, you still rocking with the best, baby? Unless your name's Trump, then you's an asshole. And I can't tell if I want to read these with some sort of, like, rap. No, because then you'll know who it is. Or, like, some, like, southern drawl or something. Then they'll know who it is. Okay. If you say, like, yo, yo, man, what's up? It's your boy, K.E. Okay, I'll just read them in my voice. Just read them, like, monotone, like, my voice. Money was never a big motivation for me, except as a way to keep score. The real excitement is playing the game. Is that a Donald Trump or Kanye West? It's crazy. I can see both of them saying it, mm-hmm. but my ass is going to go with Kanye West. Damn! Okay. <laughs> <sighs> That's D-Trump. D-Trump. Damn. <laughs> okay, the next one, number two. And we encourage you guys to play at home as well. Take Obviously. a guess. Yes. The next one is, I feel like I'm too busy writing history to read it. Oh, that's definitely Kanye West. Toast, motherfucker. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. That's definitely something he'd say. He'd probably tweet it these days. Okay. Number three. Not to be confused with John Locke from Lost. Ooh. Nobody can tell me where I can and can't go. Well, unless he's talking to Mexicans, Donald Trump can tell them where they can and can't go. I think that's a Donald Trump quote. Because it's very ironic that he's telling people where they can and can't go, but you can't tell him where to go. Ah. Kanye West. Okay, so those listening, John is one for three. Mm. Number four. Anyone who thinks my story is anywhere near over is sadly mistaken. Uh, I think it's the girl from The Bachelorette. <laughs> my story is so incredible. <laughs> not her? Oh, sorry. It's the guidance thing. counselor? Yeah. Um, my story, what was it? My story's Anyone not over? Anyone who thinks my story is anywhere near over is sadly mistaken. Well, considering he's going to become the next president of the United States, that's a Donald Trump's quote. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Man, you're 50%. Fitty, fitty. Fitty, fitty. Two for foul. Okay, number five. Mm. Know your worth. People are people always act like they're doing more for you than you're doing for them. That sounds like a rich white businessman, Donald Trump. Invalid, Kanye West. That sounds like something an old rich white guy would say. Middle aged black dude. <laughs> the smoking ass wife. So okay, number six. Without passion, you don't have energy. Without energy, you have nothing. Hmm. I'm just going to... I The problem is every one of these sound like both of them could and have said it. Yeah. Um, that's why they're so similar. Uh, Does I mean, anyone know if Kanye West is a Republican? 
He's running for presidency, so I, I don't know. know what he's going to be running as. Maybe uh, demo as uh, yeah, Jesus. Uh, I think that's Donald Trump. Yeah. Ding ding ding. So what is that? How three, many have you done? Three out of six. Still fifty percent. Three out of six. <laughs> How many do you have? Uh, a couple more. No, no, no. That's fine. I just want to see. Uh, yeah. Okay. Number seven. Yeah. You have to think anyway, so why not think big? Inspirational, I think that's Kanye West when he made his late registration album, so I'm saying Kanye West. Mm. Oh. Donald Trump. <laughs> Every time I give like a big explanation, I'm always wrong. <laughs> You're like the person on Millionaire. <laughs> Who goes out and explains, yeah, Every I know. answer. Okay. Number eight. I'm a fan. Oh, sorry. Number eight. I am not a fan of books. God damn it. Both of them could say that. <laughs> but I feel like... Which one's illiterate? Uh, well, Donald Trump definitely has written books. So I'm going to say that's a Kanye West quote. Toast, motherfucker. Ding, ding, ding. Yes. <laughs> so you're still 50%. I know. 50, 50. Okay. Number nine. Sometimes by losing the battle, you find a new way to win the war. Um, I'm going to go with, um, Theodore Roosevelt. I mean, uh, sorry, uh, Donald Trump. Yes! Ding, ding, ding. Oh! <laughs> Hold on. What is that, five for nine? Yeah. Woo! Okay. Jumpman, 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 jumpman. Would you believe in what you believe in if you were the only one who believed it? That's a hundred percent, without a doubt, a Kanye West quote. 100%. Toast, motherfucker. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> How Kanye, do you know? Because that's... What, what, say it one more time. You believe... Would one, you believe in what you believe in if you were the only one who believed it? He's very big on those, like, grandioso, spiritual type, <laughs> like, Gandhi quotes. So that's how I knew that would be... That was him. So you got six out of ten. Ah, that's pretty good. 60%. Pretty good. Yeah. That's my... That was my average in grade 11, I believe. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that that was pretty awesome. Yeah, we should do it more. I like that game a lot. <laughs> and that's how you play... Who said it? Donald Trump or the Kanye West? <laughs> Yo, I want to know who said it, Donald Trump or Kanye West? No matter what, you're still rocking with the best, baby. Unless your name's Trump, then you're an asshole. So, uh, why don't you tell the story about the time you left me? Not even. <laughs> you left me for 16 days once. For To go celebrate baby Jesus. <laughs> Anyways. Tell us so, about your awesome Chicago trip. So Chicago is awesome. So like I said earlier, um, during the sponsorship, John, myself, and my eldest brother, Carl, wanted to treat my mom to a trip um, anywhere that Porter flies. So we got her like a Porter pass, and then I let my mom choose where she wanted to go out of the Porter destinations because she's actually outside of Boston and New York, never been to any of the great destinations they fly. Right. So, she ended up picking Chicago, and normally, it's a little intimidating to go to Chicago in the dead of winter. However... It's called the windy, not called the Windy city, city for no reason. Exactly. So, having said that, obviously, John and I have been, and, like, John's been more than me, but we've been to Chicago before. Chicago. And it's always a lot of fun. We're a little hesitant to go, but having said that, we went the first weekend in February. Yeah. And the weather was unbelievable. It, there was zero wind. Nice. It was super sunny. Um, the plane ride in was, like, seamless to hell. We got there. It was super great. My brother, 
Carl got us an amazing hotel on Next to the Circle Tower. Yeah, the it was Street? the Western North River on Dearborn, mm. um, which was great. It was right beside the Circle Towers, which is like our favorite building for whatever reason. It's and circles. And it's circles. Cars but it's parked there with like a chain, like keeping them yeah. like inside the circle without falling into the river. Yeah. Um. So it was just like super fun and like previous to going on this trip. Um, between John and myself, we kind of like mapped out a bunch of places to go check out. So some of yeah. our favorite things and then some stuff we hadn't done before. So one of the main things that I got for us was uh, tickets to the Carol King musical called Beautiful. Ooh, and nice. it was actually in its last weekend run in Chicago. It's not in Toronto. So it's like we would never get to see this otherwise unless you went to like a New York. So that was really cool. But on the Friday when we got there, we just checked in, and then we obviously walked around. We took my mom to, or I took my mom to, like, uh, Mag Mile. We went to go see the Bean. Nice. We went to um, just, like, all around Millennium Park, the fountain and stuff. And I think it was kind of funny. My mom was asking about the fountains with the faces on them. Yeah. And she's like, oh, can we submit our face? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I actually don't know how they curate the faces for they, these. They, you know what? They, um, there might even be a website where you can upload your totally. face. Totally. Why not? And so for those of you guys who haven't been to Chicago, I'm not sure what the fountains, like, the actual art installation name of it is. Yeah. But but there's two fountains in like a uh, concrete park mm. and basically it's like an interactive face and every so often like every two minutes the mouth will open and it shoots out water yeah right which is awesome obviously in the winter it wouldn't do that or it'd be like a giant sheet of ice um but it was really funny so my mom was like oh can we submit our faces i'm like oh, i don't think it works that way i'm like but how does it work yeah that right? is a good question and so that was pretty bananas and then from there, we ended up, like, walking all the way back up to, um, whatchamacallit, to Lincoln Park. We ended up taking, I think, the first day we went to Wrigley. I can't even remember. All this is going to, like, yeah. mesh into one. You were, you were there basically Friday to Sunday. It was, we were like, there one Friday full, to, full day. It was one full, full day. But we ended up doing so much stuff. So on the Friday... Um, I think we did. We took the red line all the way up to Wrigley. Yep. And the shitty thing was where people who have been to Wrigley Field, there's that really memorable sign outside Wrigley Stadium. So yep. my mom, even though she doesn't follow baseball as much, she remembered it from A League of Their Own. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah so it was like, that was kind of weird. Underrated movie. I underrated movie, Tom Hanks, Gina Davis. But it was all under construction, so the sign was missing. So we actually did like a 360 of... Um, the stadium, and there was only, like, the back Chicago Cubs sign. So we ended up taking, like, a picture out there. We went to, like, a Dunkin' Donuts, like, nice. right outside there, which is a little random. And then we went to, um, from there we went back to go have dinner um, near uh, our area because the show was going to start at 8. And so... Holy shit, this is the first day. That's a lot of stuff you're doing. No, it was, like, it was a lot. <laughs> it was, like... And we got there at, like, I think at, like, 1. And so it was kind of crazy. But, yeah, we went out for dinner. We had this amazing Thai food at this place. At this place called Star of Siam. It was awesome. But then I was so excited about going to this Carol King show. So we got to the theater, and you were mm -hmm. great. You mapped it out. So we ended up just hauling house in a cab from the restaurant to... The theater, which was, like, ironically, like, right beside the hotel, like, a three-minute walk, maybe. And so, do you even know Carol King? Did you know Carol King um, beforehand? Um, 
I know the name, and I guarantee you I know the songs, but I can't name yeah. a song for you right now. But whatever her biggest song is, yeah. I know it. So her biggest album was Tapestry. She won, like, a ton of Grammys I love for tapestry. it. Tapestry. Right? And so I love that album. I've grown up listening. My brothers listen to a lot of Carole King. Yeah. Her big thing was, like, she moved from Brooklyn to Laurel Canyon in um, California. Yeah. And so that was, like, where, like, Jim Morrison and stuff, like, hung out. And so they were kind of, like, neighbors in the 70s, I think. So right. it was, like, pretty cool. Um, but Carole King, when she grew up, she was, um, I don't think her real name is, it's, like, Carol Klein. Okay. Right? But she Klein. changed her name. Um, to be more like a non-Jewish writer okay. kind of thing. And so she ended up at the age of like 16 being a writer at this like hit recording studio and teamed up with this other dude who was like, um, whatchamacallit, like a theater playwright. Okay. And so they've together, they collaborated and wrote a huge catalog of great like Motown songs for um, like the Drifters, the Shirelles. Love the Shirelles. Um, what you want to call it? Like just like so many great um, '60s and '50s acts. Like it was it was insane. Like I had no idea her catalog was so huge. So like some of the great big ones were like "Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow?" Oh, I know that song. Um, with the locomotion, oh, right? Yeah. Like all like those kinds of songs and stuff. And it was actually really funny. Like apparently the locomotion was her. She wrote that song for her babysitter for her child. Really? And that became like her child, like her babysitter's one hit wonder. Um, uh, but it, the show locomotion was, doesn't. What's your face, Kylie Minogue? Kylie Minogue covered it. So that that was a song back in like the sixties yeah. or something. I did not know that. I got. I didn't know that either. Carol King. Carol King wrote it. She didn't sing it. Oh, she that's, gave okay. like yeah. She gave it to somebody else. I was trying to look it up on iTunes. And so basically, it was really cool because even though I was pro- I was probably one of the youngest people again in the yeah. audience, like the demo in there was probably like sixty plus. Right. Um, it was just such an inspiring musical, and I know you're not you're not a fan of musicals, but this wasn't um, like a lame-is, right? I've been to a couple musicals in my life. Yeah, this was different because it felt like pure artistry versus like I'm singing in France kind of right. thing, right? Like this was like a story of music, and it was like mind blowing because when the show ended, people and I said this before, it was like people were applauding for this actress as if she was actually Carol King. It was that amazing. Didn't you think you thought she may have even been the other understudy? Yeah, I think she was the understudy. And for those of you guys who aren't as familiar with Carol King as well, the more modern day version of it is she's actually the singer on the Gilmore Girls um, music theme for like their opening title credit. Oh, she, she, she she wrote and sang that. That's her song. Where where you lead, That's I Carol will King. follow. Yeah, anywhere. And she also plays um, Sophie, who owns the music shop in Gilmore Girls. Is she gonna be back for the uh, new season? Probably. Right. She's, she's not like doing anything else. she's not. No. Well, she's like seventy. Not to say you can't be doing anything <laughs> at seventy. No, I just pictured right? the girl who did the Gilmore. Girl's theme song is yeah. like 40. Oh no, like they've got somebody else to re record it, but uh, it's like it's her song. Okay, right? this is this is what that's what's confusing me because I'm like, yeah, this girl's around like the 60s and big, yeah. but she sounds like 40 years old singing this song for Gilmore <laughs> Girls that came out nine years ago. <laughs> right. You're telling me she's 70, so no, but it's like such a badass story. So that yeah. was Friday, and so then we just came home and to the hotel and just like hung out, which was fantastic, and then the next day. 
We ended up, again, walking down Mag Mile. You gave us directions to Geno's East. I gave you directions everywhere. Like, you gave I, me directions I get bonus every, points get, for that, don't I? You're you're adding up a lot of these bonus points this week today. Who's doing your taxes this year? I don't care. It's your boy over here. You figure them out. And so, I did, I've been doing it for seven years. No, you haven't. You've been doing it for six years. And so, anyway... On Saturday, we ended up like walking around Meg Mile. We went to Gino's East. It was the first time my mom had ever had a deep dish pizza. Wow. And so the funny thing was, she was a little hesitant about having this deep dish pizza. Of course, it's a lot of pizza. No, but she's like genuinely was like, I don't think I'll like it. Mm. I was like, who are you? Like, of course you're going to like it. It's delicious. Yeah. Then she tried to ploy the waiter to give her the recipe Ooh. in the actual deep dish pizza. She ate two slices. That's a lot That's for a deep lot. dish pizza. I have never seen my mom eat the amount of food she ate in Chicago. Like, it's crazy. Like yeah, I'm five. Well, I'm five seven on a good day. My yeah. mom is maybe five one. Like, uh, maybe. She's not that short. She's like five two. I think she's about five three. No, she's not. That's no, good she's tape not. Measure. She's like the same size as Benjamin. <laughs> so, to be fair, he's built like a NBA power forward. Yeah, we think Benjamin's gonna grow up to be a basketball player because mm. he's so tall. Yeah, him but the um, either way. So after that, we had like great pizza. My mom's like, "Oh, do you want to see a movie?" And I'm like, "Oh, okay." Because this is how John and I roll. Exactly like how we saw Spotlight sporadically. Yeah. I was like, "Why not?" So I looked up um, a movie, and she's like, "I really want to see that movie, Brooklyn." Okay. How does she know about Brooklyn? I don't know. She said she saw the trailer and she wanted to see it. Now, here's a movie I don't want to see, Brooklyn. <laughs> but Fair enough. I was like, you know what? We try and see all the Oscar films. Why not go see Brooklyn? It'll make my mom happy. So I looked it up. And we've never been to this area of Chicago before. It was more like the hipster kind of like old part outside of Lincoln Park yeah. area. So here is my Fastbender scale review of Brooklyn. Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fastbenders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight because that white boy crazy. Is this, is this a movie about the lesbians? Or what? is that Carol? No, you keep asking that. It's a is movie Carol like... in Brooklyn? No. Okay. Okay. S- stop it. Stop sabotaging me. You're stop, sabotaging I'm, this, me. I'm, I'm giving you this whole episode. It's yours. Take it and <gasps> run with it. So, just like when we went to D.C., mm. we were sitting in one of those, or and um, Chicago, Chicago, when we Maine. went saw St. Andreas there, we were in one of those VIP theaters. Where there was like huge recliners. Sorry, which movie did we see? Saint Andreas. <laughs> I just like it? the way you no, the way you said it the first time was like you're pure Colombian, like San Andreas. It's not that doesn't the, sound Colombian. Listen to the playback and that's like San Andreas. <laughs> no. What's up, fool? What? What? <laughs> What's up, fool? So anyways, um so Brooklyn, for those of you guys who don't know, it's one of the Oscar nominated films. It's about an Irish immigrant that lands in My the nineteen. 19- people. What? My people. I thought you said white people. And white people, but also my people. So, okay. An Irish immigrant lands in the 1950s in Brooklyn, Mm. where she quick... Stop sabotaging me. I'm not. An Irish immigrant lands in 1950s Brooklyn, where she quickly falls into a romance with a local. When her past catches up with her, however, she must choose between two countries and the lives that exist within. Sounds pretty good. Okay. So, the one thing I liked about this film, even though we were sitting in the front rows, so it was, Damn. like, everything was ginormous, um, I was wedged, again, between my mom and another senior citizen okay. watching this movie, who was, like, such a chatty Kathy in the theater, and so, when we were watching it, 
the film didn't seem long, which is great because all these films we're seeing, I tend to fall asleep. I did yeah. not fall asleep in the theater okay. for this one, even though we had the comfy chairs. And the one thing that I did like, the music again, the music was great. The fiddle playing, it was all like really like Celtic, Irish sound. And I thought that that was great. Um, the comedy aspect, so the guy she falls in love with was an Italian local. And apparently that was really, um, like Italian culture was pretty uh, prevalent in Brooklyn hmm. during that time. <laughs> the one thing, though... That made me nervous. I was like, ah, oh, story sounds so weak. So in real life, I give this movie on the Fassbender scale 7.5. Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fassbenders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight because that white boy crazy. But the one thing that made me feel horrible at the end, because I was like, I can't relate to this. This just seems like any uh, romance You're novel. dating an Irish kid. I know, but you didn't move over here from Ireland. To Someone start, in my family did. Yeah, but to start a better life. Okay, so this is where you have I more... technically did move to Toronto to start a better life. <laughs> yeah, that's almost the same. <laughs> and I like potato. I used to only make steak and potatoes. In an apple. You did not make real potatoes. No, I would bake a potato in the oven and poke holes in it. Okay, this is not the same that's coming over in the 50s. Right? Yeah, but all I had was like the internet you taking a and via, TV a and Roger's on demand. Or like a go bus, a Greyhound? I'd take the Greyhound. One time this guy's like, yo, you want to smoke some weed? And did you say yes? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, why would I? <laughs> right. And so these people came over on a ship and had to like declare that they were finally u.s citizens and get sponsorship what did you have to do i got 120 episodes of sponsorships <laughs> okay anyway so just like john's amazing prolific some might say even heroic story about how he commuted from Ottawa as an Irish lad to Toronto via the Greyhound. Yes, I'm like 90% sure I'm Irish and, not, and like 10% sure I'm Scottish. So let's just, I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm Irish. So my mom, the stories are so similar, they're uncanny. Oh boy, now you're going to make me feel bad. Right, between her and like old man sitting next to me were telling me stories about how this story completely resonates with them and their parents and how they emigrated over from Nairobi and moved and like came over in like the 60s and 70s and how my grandparents moved from like Kenya to London and had to right. like take a ship and stuff and yeah. how like intense that was with like my mom and everything and so like how they grew up doing it yeah and so in the, like the 40s and whatnot so you know I guess it is kind different. of well it's a little similar to yours I'm sure they also had baked potatoes well, when you put it that way, <laughs> at least your mom had somebody. I was all by myself. <laughs> Hashtag, the struggle is real, John Mallon. <laughs> Hashtag, look, look, I have a 605 so white. Yeah. Well, that's cool. What so else did you guys... that was good. And then Friday night, we... This is still Friday? Oh, sorry. Saturday. <laughs> oh, my God. I killed my mother. <laughs> so then Saturday, we ended up... After the movie, we came back, and I was like... You know when you're like, oh, my God, you've been sitting in the dark, and now it's like it's kind of getting dark? But I was like, oh, because we had such a big lunch, I was like, why don't we just go back to the hotel and, like, chill for a bit and walk around? So then we just chilled out for a bit. But I looked up this amazing steakhouse... And so it's called Sullivan Steak. And it was, again, right outside the Circle Towers, which was okay. amazing. And they had this awesome blues band. like super Blues Brothers. 
No, just like there was no white guys in it. Blues Brothers 2000? <laughs> no, it was like authentic Blues Brothers. And so <laughs> we were like listening to this great music and eating these like ball of steaks and whatnot. And so I was like in heaven. Like it was just such a great feeling. And then we came back to the hotel at night and watch Gilmore Girls so Damn. on Netflix. So all in all, I think Chicago, minus my horrible experience during um, the security check for the declarance card, was a success. Yeah, it was good. It was good. You um, Unfortunately, I missed you because as you were coming home Sunday, I was leaving to go to a Super Bowl yeah. party. Because uh, you didn't get home till later on that evening, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah, that uh, the weekend was... for. For the most part, fine for me, uneventful. I spent all this time trying to fix these damn microphones. <laughs> and it just randomly worked one day. But the the real fun was the Sunday night of Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah. I'm sad I missed all that. Yeah, it was good. They um, we went over to friend Sean and Tesla's new place. And it was great. They hosted, I think, damn near 15 people. Yeah. Uh, it was great. Their new place is fantastic. They both baked and uh, cooked some really good food. Yeah. So it was like you, Ferris, Cam, Maddie, Maddie, everybody went. And like a few other like new friends. Yeah. So one of the fun things, because I'm not the biggest football fan, even though it's good, the one team I like, Denver Broncos, were in it. They won mm-hmm. it. So uh, Sean and Tesla introduced betting. Oh. Which is fun. So they did two things. One was called squares. Where it's... Uh, I'm not going to explain it. You basically just buy squares, put your name in. If you win, you win. If you don't. It's basically you take the score at the end of each quarter and you see if it matches up with where your name is. Right. Didn't win that. But what I did do, we did proposition bets, which is basically, I think it was a list of 18 bets where it's like, do you think when they flip the coins at heads or tails, will Lady Gaga's national anthem be longer or shorter than a minute 30? Yeah. Well, longer. Yeah. 100%. I said shorter. Yeah. This is why I needed you there. Yeah. So anyways, uh, all these things, and I started off, I thought I'd be out of it, because I think I started off like 0 for 6. Oh. And I'm sitting next to Cam, and he was like 4 for 6, so he was doing really Ooh. well. But as the game went on, because I basically bet everything on the Broncos winning. Okay. And as I went on, I started to get more and more right. I actually, one of the one, one of the questions was, what color outfit will Beyonce be wearing? Yeah. What would you have said? Something shimmery, so it had to be gold or silver. I said gold, and she's wearing gold and black, so yeah. I got that one exactly. And as it went on, I was like, holy shit, I'm starting to do really well here. Mm-hmm. And whoever won, they had first, second, and third place. Yeah. And it came down to me and Maddie. Ooh. And it basically came down to if Peyton Manning cries, I win. <laughs> if he doesn't cry, she wins. Here I am thinking Peyton Manning's most likely his last game. He's winning the Super Bowl. He's got to cry. And then halfway through, I realized he's this big macho. I was going to say, I can't see him crying. He's like 900 years old and like yeah. the epitome of man. Well, nonetheless, he did not cry, and I did not win. But <laughs> this I, is where you need me. I know. That between that, you, we could have won it all. But yeah. it was good. I think I lost by one or two points to Maddie. But you still won money. Yeah, I won 15 bucks, which Ooh. was good. Uh, Maddie, I think she won 40 bucks for first place. Yeah. I was like, damn. But I got second place when I started off really weak. That's awesome. So it was a lot of fun. Just like the game was pretty good. It was good yeah. to see everybody. The bets, gambling obviously makes it more enjoyable What did well. you think of halftime? Because I think I came home right when halftime was on. Yeah, ha- uh, it was okay. I think Coldplay was all right. Yeah. Like Kendrick would say. I think it's kind of cheap to put Bruno Mars back in it two years later and Beyonce. Yeah. Wasn't Beyonce the halftime show like literally two years ago? Yeah. I think Bruno Mars was last year. Yeah. No, sorry. Two years ago. Last year was Katy Perry. Yeah. This is, as much as people hate Kanye West, 
I think he'd put on a good halftime show. Yeah. But it's also there's stuff like Guns N' Roses is reuniting at Coachella. Yeah. Why not get Axl Rose and Slash to do? Yeah, I think it's like, but, but the, I, I get it. It's more for the for the it's people the who don't watch football, exactly. and shit like that. But it was all right. I, I don't know. It was okay. I thought it was okay. It felt a lot shorter than the typical set list. Like I felt like Coldplay. I think it came in like halfway through their first song. Right. And so I found it weird that they did, like, one and a half songs, then Bruno Mars came out, that happened, then Beyonce yeah. came out, she did her new Formation song, and then they all went into, like, this We Love song or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And so I'm like, it just seemed a lot shorter, and I'm like, why are they showing, like, all these past Super Bowl right. halftimes? Like, I, I don't know. Not fair enough. So overall, it was it was an enjoyable. Were there time. monkeys like in the video? No, which I was pissed off. I about. thought that he would definitely have done that. It should have some kind of monkeys for the Coldplay new song. Definitely some bullshit. So we're at just about an hour. I don't. Do you want to talk about movies and St. Lucia, or do you want to save St. Lucia for next week? And because mm-hmm. I, I still want to play my my game. Um, I don't know. I say I say we play a game, and then either we can get into movies and St. Lucia, or one of the two. Uh, let's do more movies. Okay, so let's first play a game because I. Or been... let's do Saint Lucia. We'll save the yeah, movies. Yeah, save the movies. Good call. So we've been. I've been told by the fans that they want to hear more games. Yes. And I think we're gonna save. Uh, hit the post for next week. Okay. I have a brand new game. I'm excited to play. Okay. And it is called. Where is it? Is that? It's called basically. I don't know who rapped that, John or a rapper. <laughs> when I look into the mirror, I got that big booty. Storing all night, you can call me Doug Flutie. Hey yo, who rapped that shit, John or some punk ass rapper? <laughs> and basically, what it is is I'm gonna read the lyrics, and you have to guess did a, a famous rapper say Ludacris, Kanye West, Fetty Wap? Did they rap that? Yeah. Or did I make up the lyric myself? Okay. And um, so I think I think these are two new hit games. Yeah. Your game's a hit, obviously. <laughs> we'll see if my game turns into a hit. Okay. But um, are you ready? Yes. Okay. First one is swagger tighter than a yeast infection. Yeah. Fly go hard like geese's erections. Okay. I know you're dirty, but I don't feel like you'd say those things. So that is a real rapper. Ding 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 ding. Ding. And for bonus points, who do you think rapped that? Lil uh, Wayne, Kanye West, or Jay-Z? Lil Wayne. That is a Lil Wayne Boo! lyric from Dr. Carter. I don't know what that is. Okay. Amazing. Uh, you ready for the next one? Yeah. How many do you have? I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay. I'll okay. keep tally one. Okay. You ready for the next one? Okay. Looking in the mirror, and I'm looking hella fresh. Ask my girl for some tweezers because I need to pluck my chest. <laughs> that sounds like a John Mallet <laughs> rap. Because you're looking at my face. Yeah. <laughs> that is indeed a John Mallet rap. Two for two. That's not bad. All right, you ready? Yeah. Um, damn, you're killing it way better than I did the last one. Okay, let's try uh, this one. Um... Sometimes y'all get crimey, crimey, grimy, <laughs> grimy, but those with the tiny, hiney, they get whiny, whiny. Didn't you mean to repeat that one? No. Sometimes y'all get crimey, crimey, grimy, grimy, but those with the tiny, hiney, they get whiny, whiny. John Mallon. 
And what? Has a Cameron song called Five Burrows. <laughs> I don't know Cameron. Sometimes y'all got crimey, crimey, grimy, grimy, but those with the tiny hiney get whiny, whiny. See, when you rap it, it makes more sense, but when you say it, that's where I'm like, uh. So if I rap this one, looking in the mirror and I'm feeling hella fresh, ask girl for some tweezers because I need to tweeze my chest. That could be like, um, like Fresh Prince. Yeah. It's like a safe lyric. That's true. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. Girl, uh... Let's do this one. Girls want to get with me, but I won't call her on the phone. Say hello to the bad guy. My nickname is Razor Ramon. <laughs> the Westler? Yeah. His nickname was the bad guy. I'll re- I will repeat that. Girl wants to get with me, but I won't call her on the phone. Say hello to the bad guy. My name. My nickname is Razor Ramon. John Mallon. That's a goddamn John Mallon. Lyric. Right. That is a good lyric, too, by the way. Three out of four. That's a fresh lyric. Uh, ready? Yeah. Step into the club and everybody knows my name. My dick's so big it could be in the Hall of Fame. John Mallon. <laughs> Rhyming about his dick again. Right? Could be in the Hall of Fame. That is a John Mallon lyric. Four out of five. Um, you ready? Yeah. When I look into the mirror, I got that big booty. <laughs> Scoring all night, you can call me Doug Flutie. <laughs> is Doug Flutie a football player? Yeah, he played for um, the Buffalo Bills. Um, That is a rap lyric. <laughs> no way! When I look into the mirror, I got that big booty. Scoring all night, y'all can call me Doug Flutie. I wrote that myself. What? Doug Flutie also used to play for the Toronto Argonauts. That's why I didn't tell you that part, because that's... <laughs> you should copyright that one. Yeah, that's a really good rap lyric. That isn't one's it? good. Is that where you said I had a fat ass? <laughs> <laughs> I should have said you were. Um, I like your bougie booty. Um, you ready? Yeah. I got three more. Uh, I don't know how to read, and I wait. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> wait, I didn't know how to read, and I had trouble spelling. <laughs> Take two. Take I'd, three, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to have counting to that list. <laughs> I didn't know how to read, and I had trouble spell spelling. Now I go to Bayside. Now I go to Bayside Hyde. Now I go to Bayside Hyde. John Mallon. <laughs> you can call me Mr. Belding. John yes, yes. Let me try it one more Five time. Five out of seven. I didn't know how to read, and I had trouble spelling. Now I go to Bayside Hyde. You can call me Mr. Belding. Are, clearly all my raps are about rhyming about famous made-up people. Yeah. <laughs> all right, you ready? Yeah. Isn't Doug Flutie real? Yeah, he's real. <laughs> um, ain't got time for chit-chat. I'm trying to get that money. So get up out my face, you doo-doo-headed dummy. Real rap. That would be Soldier Boy with his Boom! hit song, Yeah. Six out of eight, bitch. That is all of them. And I'm going to repeat my favorite one, which is, when I look in the mirror, I got that big booty. Scoring all night, y'all can call me Doug Flutie. <laughs> you sounded so white just now. <laughs> that's how you play whatever that game's called. Who rapped that? John or someone famous. When I look into the mirror, I got that big booty. Scoring all night, you can call me Doug Flutie. Hey, yo, who rapped that shit? John or some punk-ass rapper? What do you think? Is that, uh, is that a hit game to play? Um, yes. 
All right, so why don't we end things up with our St. Lucie concert? Wait, wait, wait. What are you doing? I asked you what I scored. Uh, what do you mean you guys see what you scored? This mathematician over here, you got 83%. 75%, bitch. You really only got 15% better than me. Yeah, you basically failed. Hey, 60 is still a pass. Trust me, I got 51 in math <laughs> summer school. That's a pass. Whenever I used to get 70s, I'd be like, why don't you just fail me? 70s, like... The gateway to 40. Yeah, but look at that. You you said that. I was happy with the 51. We're both successful. Beauty <laughs> is in the eye of the beholder. This beholder wants at least 80 plus. I just want to make that paper. <laughs> so St. Lucia was two days ago. So it actually came full circle. Most of John's birthday slash Christmas presents have checked in now. And so right on... meow? What? Checked in now. Meow. Meow. That's the so, thing people do. It's from Super Troopers. Yeah. Where you try to see how many times you get away with saying right meow instead of right now. I'm not a dork. I never saw that movie. A dork would be like, oh, I've seen all Harry Potter movies. Um, No dorks you, say that. All cool people say Harry Potter movies rock. Well, you would be referring to as a frat boy if you, if you were referring to Super Troopers. Oh, okay. Regardless, keep on going right meow. So... <laughs> Loser. Um, <laughs> what you want to call it? So we. Um, Them boys. No, <laughs> you always screwed that up too, and I tried to do that with you. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three. We, we them, them boys. boys. <laughs> yes, I screwed that up. No, because you say in the count of three, say we them boys. No, in the kitchen. Anyways, oh, <laughs> so oh, when when. Uh, for Christmas, John. <laughs> I need you to reel back in. I know. So John for Christmas got me uh, tickets to go see St. Lucia. Yes, and sir. it was pretty cool because he printed out and photoshopped a picture, uh, like album cover mm-hmm. of like the band, but put me as the girl in the band. And Patty I was like, St. Lucia. yeah, and I was like, yo, this is so bad. I love my dress. And mm. so I was like pretty excited. Yeah. Um, so that's been on our fridge ever since Christmas. Yes, ma'am. And then finally, um, it was family day in Toronto or in Ontario on February 15th. And it was the same day as the St. Lucia concert. So it was super fun because the show was at the Phoenix, and we had seen St. Lucia twice previously in Toronto, yep. um, but the Phoenix is just such like an amazing venue, and we were actually going to this show with um, Bati Man and Tesla. Mm-hmm. So, on the Fastbender scale, what do you give the St. Lucia experience? Yo, yo, yo. How many Michael Fastbenders do you get out of 10, boy? Damn, dog. You get eight, because that white boy crazy. I give it 9.3. What about yourself? Ooh, I give it 9.5. Wow. Yeah. It was it was awesome. They, everything from the opening act to them. Mm-hmm. Like, the opening act was Tiger Town, which we, they were the band of the week, I think, two or three episodes yeah. ago. Very awesome Australian band. I thought they were from New York, but Australia, apparently. Uh, exactly. Sydney. So they were awesome. I thought they got the crowd going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I thought St. Lucia, just like his stage, well, their stage presence, yeah. mainly the lead guy, his stage presence just grew, his confidence grew. Yeah. Because the first time we saw him was in this small, dingy bar, basically. But it was great. Like, no, having it, that be, like, a first experience to see course. them is always, like, super cool. We saw them from North By. Yeah. No, it was definitely great. But um, it's just, yeah, cool to see him go bigger and bigger. And my only, so I thought... I was so happy they played all the songs I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. And they said, save a saxophone player who lives in Toronto. So they said, 
They only get to play with him when he's in Toronto. Yeah, that's pretty badass. It's really badass because they got to play the one song, my one of my favorite songs from the new album called Game For You, yeah. which they don't perform because they don't have the saxophone player. They actually played it only here that's in Toronto. That's awesome. Um, but I thought it was great. The only one thing where it doesn't get like a 9.9 or yeah. 10 out of 10 is it wasn't, it was a little short. It was, it clocked in at about an hour 10. Yeah. When they have enough material, material to do an hour and a half. So I think this is where, and like Sean kind of said it too, and it was like, he had to, he had a call time the next morning of like 730. Yeah. Is that on a Monday where it's like, we all have to go back after a long weekend to work the next day. I was kind of okay because I had That's heard fair. I had heard every song I wanted to hear at that point, um, and it was just like minus some douchey things that were happening in the crowd. Oh yeah. Outside of the people who got engaged, which I thought was really cool, yeah. and they got pulled on stage. Um, I thought the set was like I didn't mind it being an hour and like fifteen. That's fair enough. It it was awesome. Every song I wanted to hear from yeah. the old and new album. Do you have a favorite song you performed? I really liked. Um, what you might call it, closer than this. I yeah. thought that that was really amazing. And then off their new album, I really do like physical. Yeah, physical right? is amazing. I think that may have been my favorite. So, and I like, I almost like if you guys go back and listen to the Saint Lucia's new album. Um, what is it? Of matter. Matter. Just um, matter. Um, the song physical on there sounds great, but I actually thought it was better live for yeah. some reason. It didn't sound as like synthetic. Yeah. Um, and so that was pretty badass. The lead singer jumped into the crowd. Yeah. At one point, I'm like, wow. He walked right past yeah. us with singing one of my favorite songs, Love Somebody. It's so cool. So if you guys want to see um, pictures of the show, go on my Facebook, or sorry, on my Instagram, and Val Gomez 23 to check out some like cool close-ups and like stage pics of the concert. You know, sorry, I was just going to say, the one thing I don't like about the concert was, like, I almost got elbowed in That's the face. That's what I wanted so to So I'm talk like, about. maybe, like, the actual crowd would actually... It, what, there it, was pockets where it's like, this crowd's annoying me, then you'd move and it was all right. So I just want to... Here, this is my one crowd experience. Yeah. So that we were right at the front of the oh, stage. Yeah. yeah, we were right at the front <laughs> of the stage, and there was this chick, chick standing next to me. Mm-hmm. And she had a backpack on. I was like, fuck off. So, so here's the same thing, though. Backpacks should be the same etiquette you're supposed to have on a subway. Exactly. As it, you should have on the concert. Wear it in front of you and yeah. hold it and hug it. So this chick's jumping up and dancing. She's yeah. hitting me with her backpack. Mm-hmm. She has, like, tassels on it. It's, like, hitting me in I the know. eyeball. You're also, it's not the 90s. Backpacks as, like, a fashion statement are out, dude. Exactly. <laughs> so I was getting all pissed off, and I kept looking over at her. I'm like, you look familiar. Yeah. I was like, she kind of looked like uh, an Avril Lavigne skater boy from the yeah. early 2000s. But she kept hitting me and kept annoying me. I'm like, God damn it, I can't put it on you, but I know you from somewhere. Yeah. You know who it was? Who? Liberty from Degrassi, The Next Generation. <laughs> A.K.A. like uh, Drake's wheelchair Jimmy season. So look her up. Look up uh, Liberty Degrassi. Yeah. And I was like, I think that's the chick from Degrassi. Which Liber- is weird because you flagged that to me afterwards. So and we- I was like, no, that yeah. chick was so short and like pudgy. And I saw the girl like from the back. So from, we-, we were doing coat check. Yeah, we were doing coat check. And I'm like, I think that's Liberty. I, I, I think, think so. it is. And then she left and, we're, and she had like a nose ring. And then, yeah. then she left and we both were like, no, I don't think it is. But I was like. I'm going to check out her Instagram. Yeah. And sure enough, she's standing next at the what same... What So I was like... Wheelchair Jimmy would never do that no, to you. Of course not. He'd be up in the special treatment area. <laughs> But I was like, come on, Liberty, get your shit together. Don't she's be wearing like, backpacks. She's probably, like, rebelling because she was such, like, a nerd burglar on Degrassi. Yeah, but she also kind of looked like Fifi Dobson, which I, I actually liked Fifi Dobson. She only had, like, one song. If you're ready to be my 
Oh yeah, that's everything. All. What's well, her other song? She had a couple of good songs. No, she did not have a okay. couple of good songs. She's married to Yellow Wolf. Who's that? Uh, white rapper from Alabama Ew, signed to he's Eminem. the worst. Yellow Sorry, Wolf? Sorry, she's the worst. Fifi Dobson? Yeah. <laughs> what? So, anyway, that's my so, St. Lucia experience. I had one, like, so sitting or standing in front of me for much of the concert were these two guys who were wearing the pinnacle of the hipster attire. They were in, like, the toques with, like, yeah. sweater with the Ray-Bans, and they were, like... You know when people just have to hold each other? But yeah, it's not like two hold, bros. Two bros, but it's like you're not holding the person from like the like their waist. No. Your arm is over their shoulder the whole time or you're leaning on them. Lean like, on me. That seemed a little douchey. But then it would be like the four of us would be talking and out of nowhere one of the guys would just like turn around and like full on jump into our conversation and, and then, so we were talking about like Oshiega. he's like oh so uh which 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 stage were you guys at which which bands are you excited to see and i'm like are you trying to be like cool and not yeah not only did he do that and annoy me but he did the other thing that really annoys me what which is when strangers high five you oh i know sean didn't even do it I know. He's like, whoa, you guys like run the jewels too? High five. Yeah. And even when we walked into that goddamn concert, outside there was like some like, some radio street team like, yeah. free high fives. I'm like, I don't want to fucking high five. It's no. like that time I was walking down downtown Toronto, a person's like, high five Friday. <laughs> it's like, get the fuck You're out like, of here. middle finger Mondays. <laughs> there you go. So, That's a good one. Uh, what you call it? <laughs> it? Might be the name of the episode. Middle finger Mondays. Yeah. Right? Or like, fuck you Fridays. <laughs> That's going to get us kicked off. Yeah. So that annoyed me. Then Sean said, to his left, possibly you're right, Ooh. he said that there were these two chicks, one of which was like this, like, look at me, look at me, I'm not even paying attention yeah, to the concert because like, I want everyone to look at yeah, me. Yeah, don't look at them, look at me. Yeah, and so she was like dancing all crazy. She literally probably danced right around all four of us. Like, yeah. she was like everywhere. Mm. And so she was also trying to be like quirky, and I equate her to being the equivalent of trying to be Jessica Day on New Girl. I was so, going like, to say, yeah. she's trying to be Zoe Deschanel. Exactly. I have a raspy voice and yeah. I'm kind of awkward. And I'm super quirky and I'm wearing a bandana scarf tied to my neck like a country girl, right? And so I was just like, I was dying of laughter because I'm like, oh my God, this is so, like, I was like, we don't look too old to be in this venue. No, of course And not. we were definitely not the oldest people there. But I'm like, am I over the age of like being like, get the fuck away from me, all you idiot young people. Yeah. Well, it's one of those bands. We I love seeing them. So I'll, I'll put up. I'll go. It. Yeah. I thought the concert was amazing. So all in all, I give it like the 9.5. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great place to end it. We still got so many stories. That's why we recorded this. Yeah. But it's good to be back season 11. And guess what? What? You get to pick the band of the week this Woo. week. Are y'all ready to go? Yes, I am. And so, my band of the week, because of Chicago and how amazing it Chicago. was. Chicago. We've already done, like, the Tiger Towns and the St. Lucia. We obviously talked about those concerts. But I really did want to say that Carol King show was amazing. And so, for those of you guys who don't know Carol King, it's worth the listen. She's probably written a lot of your favorite songs or inspired a lot of... Your favorite, favorite bands. Your, shut up, you. I like, no, it's not an Your insult. Your mom's favorite songs. Who are you? I don't like 80s New Wave. I just go see St. Lucia. <laughs> right? Um, they make 2016 New Wave. I don't fuck with 80s Anyways, anyways. A man down under. I'm not listening to that shit. What? <laughs> I can't remember the I'm not down under. Am I supposed to listen to that blinding me with science bullshit? What? 
that why do you always pick that song it's so scary exactly that's what 80s music is so bizarre okay so the my favorite song off tapestry Mm. (laughs) yummy what i love tapestry food no tapestry the album is (laughs) thought you're all ready to go no i I had the fours oh you had the forms what? No, say? I said I had four, so I'm trying to pick which one I like the okay. most. And so it's her version of You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, Ooh. right? Which is great because it was actually done, the story behind it was the bass player in the band she recorded the song with for Tapestry had kept asking her out over the course of like seven oh, years. Oh, I can relate to that. Yeah, right. Can you also relate to the fact that you didn't ask out somebody? Um, as a poor young Irish boy who immigrated <laughs> to Toronto from Ottawa, <laughs> the fact that I Homemade found some slamming ass chick with a bougie ass booty. <laughs> like uh, Duck Flutie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, gotta use, I gotta become a rapper just so I can use that Duck Flutie rhyme. Anyways. Okay, so my band of the week and song of the week is... Carol King's You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman. Uh, definitely download the entire Tapestry album. It was fantastic. Very good. So <laughs> Thank you, John. <laughs> <laughs> All the ways to get in contact with our ass is facebook.com slash live605 for our updates and pictures and like our goddamn photoshops of Kanye stuff. <laughs> uh, you can follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Malencamp. Yep, and for a less aggressive approach to following me on Instagram and Twitter, it's Val Gomez. 23 to check out some of the cool shit we've been up to since we've been on hiatus and itunes itunes drop us a comment and subscribe to our page on itunes because every comment you leave for us pushes us back into the news and noteworthy so until next week this is season 11 john i am season 11 now i don't know i was like what is that Uh, until next week i'm your podcaster john that's what i was trying to say Uh, okay and we're coming back with you with 11 great more episodes we'll have a lot of uh guests and shenanigans and i'm sure we'll have parties and concerts coming up so until then y'all can be easy see you doug flutie i'll make some dinner
John Mallon. And Val Gomez.